Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 53. This is one of our special weekly episodes where I chat to Pat and she tells me what she's been up to and what's happening uh, in and around Glasgow in the next few weeks. We had plenty to chat about as usual, including a wee trip over to South, South Queensferry, uh, our tiny wee review of A Star Is Born, and much more. Hope you've had a good week and you're looking forward to the weekend. I certainly am. As usual, I'll remind you to uh, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Go and rate uh, the podcast on the iTunes or whatever, wherever it is you're listening. And tell a pal. Tell a pal. There's this podcast and it's these folk in Glasgow, West End, and they talk about stuff that's going on there in very Scottish accents every week. Uh, and your pal would really love it. Anyway, enough of me. Let's let's chat to Pat. Okay, Pat. Okay, Jim. Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. Hi there. Hi there. (laughs) We always have a wee wee chuckle to start with. So, what's first? Well, have you got a fact? I have actually still got facts. I had to check there, and there is one I can... There's always going to be facts. You hope so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't many left that I've compiled. But that's the way you look in my... fact... Todium? Well, yeah, something that I was going to say. I can't remember what I was going to say. Fact. Batch. Fact. Your list Tory. of facts. Fact, Tory. Okay, here's one. You need to hang on while I say this sentence. Okay. An arm mm-hmm. from one of the statues on the Kelvin Way Bridge, which had been detached by the explosion of a 1914 bomb, lay in the mud of the River Kelvin until 1995. When a passerby spotted and retreated. Wow. And that's uh, from Sculpture in Glasgow by Ray Mackenzie. wonder if when the person saw it, thought it was a real arm. I wonder, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they screamed and ran away. <laughs> but that was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I remember that. Well, I remember it. I don't mean I remember the 1914 bomb, obviously, mm. but I remember that being in the news in 1995. Uh, and there's still bits and pieces if you peer over the edge of that. Some Kelvin of those bridge. statues are lovely down at Kelvin Bridge. They are, uh, You've got some really nice photographs of them actually on the website. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like them. I yes. like them when they're kind of green. Because the verdigree? Yeah, verdigree, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's a lovely colour. They look quite nice. I need to get my glasses. Get you back. I'm back. Yeah. Okay, Pat. We've done fact. We are now at the point where I say, what have you been up to, Pat? Well, I've been up to 
Yeah. Um, been very, very busy on the website, but um, one of the really one of the things that I really enjoyed was at the weekend when we went over to Versailles to meet Sandy Knudsen, who's a photographer, mm-hmm. and along with her partner David Ho, they um, they they are professional photographers, but they've got another project called Why Yes Portraits of a Nation, mm-hmm. and um, it's really it's they take headshots of people, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to showcase the depth and diversity of support for Scottish independence. Yep. So they got in touch with me um, to say would I be happy to be part of that and have a photograph taken that say a wee bit about why I would like Scottish independence. Mm-hmm. So we went through for that. Um, David wasn't there um, because one of his children was having a, an interview that he had to go with. It was something educational about some course so um, we chatted away to Sandy and of course you had a good chat too so then she took my photograph and then decided it would be a good idea to rope you in too that's true she took my photograph as well so so that was that was interesting and then afterwards I've never ever been in Versailles with all that naval stuff going on she's quite a nice uh, view out of her flat actually she was uh well, there was a big cruise There's ship. There was a big cruise ship, just uh, a few hundred yards away from the, the window. Yeah. It looked very, and very modern. Extremely modern, and she was all um, taken on with it because it had been built in Norway, That's right. in some very out of the way place, and we're talking about then talking about how um, Kirkwall up in Orkney is the UK kind of. Um, capital for cruise ships. Oh, that's right. Going in there, it's, it's quite a big. You know, it's brought a lot of tourism, good for the economy and whatnot. So that's that. that no, that was um, that, remarkable seeing that. And then afterwards, we went over the gorgeous Queen's Ferry Bridge. That's right, the new bridge. It is. That's the second time I've been over it. So you tell me, Pat, but I don't remember going over it before. But I mean, if you say we did, then we did. But it's a gorgeous bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, as you're driving over it, not that I could, I was driving obviously, so keep my eye on the road. But it, those huge big wires, those, it's like, it's very, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a piece of art. It is beautiful. I took loads and loads of photographs. Yeah. And it was lovely and sunny day. Yeah. So, so that was, no, I loved that. It's very I architectural. I mean, it's, it's great um, seeing the th- actually seeing the three bridges. That's right. You know, because you've got the brand new one, then you've got the, like, what used to be the new Fourth Road Bridge, and then the old Fourth yep. Road. They're all remarkable. Yeah. You know, when you think of um, when they were built and the sort of engineering mastery involved. Yeah. So it's very striking. And then we had a wee walk through South Queen's Ferry. And that is, that's that we'd been there before too. I remember and, being there. And that's a, that's a lovely place. It's so old. You know, it's a lot of very old buildings and quaint and wee, wee narrow lanes down to the harbour. And then um, you can sit. There's sort of different 
wee restaurants and bars and things, and you can sit looking out to the bridges. That's right. What was the name of the place we had a cup of t- can't coffee remember. in? I can't remember. Um, Sat the window and looked or, at, looked. Or, or something, I think it was called. Um, yeah, no, that was very pleasant. So I enjoyed that. Um, and um, the other place that, that remember, the other thing we did was we went to see the, the movie, the A Star is, A Star is Born movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, with Lady Gaga. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper. I mean, I thought Lady Gaga was, you know, pretty good in it, but I thought he was really the star. I thought he was brilliant. All right. What did you think? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I'd read that, that much, uh, that many articles before it, saying that she was she was a kind of standout. I don't really know. I was. I couldn't oh. choose between them, to be honest yeah. with you. But anyway, it was enjoyable. I, I liked it. So, um, also, this week, last week I didn't manage to go to the, you know, on this physio course at the... Um, hospital for integrated care that used to be the homeopathic hospital so I've been on that um, for a few weeks but I missed it last week because I was just exhausted I hadn't slept a wink um, and but I went the other day and I just enjoyed it so much I mean we've got this brilliant physio and there, there are about 20 people so she actually chats a lot to you and you get lots of handouts and um, then you do sort of relaxation and quite a lot of stretching. So, uh, you know, smashing exercise, easy exercise that you can do. But um, what what is so interesting is she talks a lot about like mindfulness and about how you can, about how you react to things and mm-hmm. um, about your breathing. So it's really good. I mean, I just hope I retain it. I'll need to get, try and be vigilant to keep doing it. Give us an example, Pat. Well, what the, the breathing um, thing is interesting because it's, this, it's like heart breathing and you breathe in for four, take four deep breaths, you know, sort of breathe in for the count of four, very deep breath, and then let it out slowly. Um, you can let it out for the count of four, the count of six, count of eight, but you've not to force yourself with anything, if you just continue this um, breathing it and sort of concentrate on that it, is, it does give you a very you do feel very relaxed so, uh, so I enjoyed that and then um, I started thinking that there's, I've been getting asked about quite a lot of um, information up on the website about stuff like that, there's quite a lot can go on in Hillhead um, Sports for first of all, there's a lot going on for young people. Mm-hmm. It's just along in um, Hindland at Huginton. But recently, I got information about a mindfulness course that was starting there, and also a Tai Chi course that right, was starting okay. there. So there, um, I seem to be hearing quite a lot about this, and I think more people are starting to, you know, get interested in these things and participate. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you to say that because I'm doing this research at the moment and the stuff related to songwriting. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, I was at one point looking for exercises, sort of creativity techniques and exercises that people could use to help them get ideas, you know. 
which is generally about changing the state of your mind, same way as you would do in hypnosis. So, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to connect with your subconscious, basically, or, or get into the state of mind you're in when you're daydreaming, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's it, yeah. So I came across uh, a thing related to hypnosis, uh, not hy- hypnosis, uh, I have no self-hypnosis? Uh, I don't know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put it somewhere and I'll, I'll dig it out and tell you where it is. Uh, so we'll just say who the two women are. Right, okay. That are, um, the, it's Fiona Burns is doing the mindfulness course. There's information on my website. And also Mary Graham is doing the Tai Chi. I know Mary very, very well. Oh, She's been up I. here actually yeah, yeah. giving us a wee demonstration the tai chi. of the Tai Chi. Right. So she kind of studied under a kind of world, I can't remember the same, but sort of world expert, ex, expert she studied under for two years. So um, I think people will get a lot out of those courses. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll tell you what this is, it's not hypnosis, of course, it's meditation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a, a type of medica- meditation called open monitoring meditation. No, I haven't heard of that. No, I hadn't heard of it either. And uh, somebody, some organisation had done research into whether meditation was good for creativity. So they looked at all these different types of meditation and they discovered that this one called open monitoring meditation is very good for what they call divergent thinking. It stimulates divergent thinking, which of mm. course is... Uh, known to be related to creativity. Right. So I'll just give you a wee quote that I took from the article. Open monitoring involves ob- observing and noting phenomena in the present moment and keeping attention flexible and unrestricted. So that's, clearly that's not enough to tell you what it is. But it gives, techniques for doing Yeah, it gives, you, it gives you kind of notion of what it is. Uh, and if you were to type in open monitoring meditation into Google, I'm sure you would find out more. Stuff on YouTube and everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's yeah. also, just to finish this wee bit, there are te- what's called, uh, what's it called, guided meditations. Oh, yeah. Which is when people sort of talk you through. Oh, yeah. Uh, and those, those can also be used for creativity. There are special courses are a special types of guided meditation which are actually designed for creativity mm-hmm. yeah. so there you go yeah, yeah I, I, I mean um, I know I'm very susceptible to these sort of uh, things I mean I, I long long many years ago in the, the 70s when I was at university and I was um, doing my finals and I was a total nervous wreck and I had been off for four months so I had lost to catch up on and um, oh, I was just beside myself and I went to the doctor and he, in, in Uncle Patrick at the clinic, and he sent me to Clyde Bank to get self to get hypnosis from, it was a doctor McEwen, he seemed at that time to me a very old man and I got this hypnosis and it was like a miracle, I mean I just, I was very, very susceptible to it, but I would listen to it he asked me to sort of see all the things that were difficult for me mm-hmm. and, and that included speaking I mean I was going along to tutorials some of them were about 8 people in the class yeah and you couldn't talk I couldn't class. speak I was yeah. dying if I thought I had, I had to speak yeah so it really worked yeah I know that's right and that was fabulous yeah because I remember you doing it you had your tape 
I've still got it. Right. I haven't got a machine for it anymore because it's a tape. Yeah, that's right. And I no longer have a tape cassette machine. Yeah. I would play it. Yeah. I used to take it with me everywhere. I, I think I copied it onto your uh, iPod, which I'm sure is now pretty damn old. But I mean, if we could charge it up, probably needs a new battery actually. But it was I transferred it onto that many years ago. I think that's right. I remember that now. Anyway, no, I'm all for these things. I think they're great. So, so next week's my last week at the festival, but I should really try and build in. My worst thing is sleeping. I'm such a poor sleeper. Well, the so. other thing you told me is that you need to develop a pattern. Mm-hmm. Go to your bed at the same time, get up at the same time. That's right. You're not very good at that, but. <laughs> no, but I do go at the same time. I go late. All I right. go late. But then I don't go to sleep when I go to bed. I lie for hours reading. And, um, well, you need to get up at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are you? You're resisting that, are you? No, but I'm really happy that the clocks are going back. Right. Because I feel when the clocks are going back, I think they go back this week. Was it this Sunday or something? So that's great because that means if I go to bed at 12 o'clock, it's actually 11 o'clock. And then and I get up. So I'm between the clocks going back and trying to do this. Um, see what happens. Okay. So I'm always on. October is a phenomenally busy time of the year on the website because Halloween. I think it's now bigger than Christmas. I mean, I cannot believe the amount of things that are on for Halloween. It's not, I don't mean just for kids, uh-huh. but it, means it seems that the whole world, every age, Halloween, now celebrates Halloween. Right. So you've got all these, um, some smashing things happening. Um, one of the really good things that's happened in the West End is um, on Saturday night, well, in the evening, it starts at four o'clock, there's a lantern parade and Halloween performance, and that's at the Children's Wood, which oh, yeah. is a wonderful place along North Kelvin side. Uh-huh. We've been there for, yeah, yeah. for various things. I've managed to hold on to this piece of land, you know, sort of um, wild land that people can, you know, the local community can use, and they've got the, um, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of gardens there and the North Kelvin Meadow. So that be, that should be fun for people. Uh, you know, celebrating Halloween there, and then what time's that on it? Four o'clock till seven. Right. The children's wood. And that's twenty seventh of October. Twenty seventh of October, and then um, the of course there's this big big event taking place in Bota- the Botanics, and mm-hmm. that's in the Glasgow. So that's also starts on the twenty seventh, and then goes on to the fourth. It goes on to the fourth of November, and the Glasgow Botanics will be all lit up and beautiful and different things happening. And then for people that want to go and get terrified and everything, there's all these scary films on everywhere. So lots happened for Halloween. And um, the actually there's so much been happening in, as well at this time of year in the, the cinema in Glasgow mm-hmm. because... The, I've mentioned before about African Motion Film Festival, which is on, and that's African films. That's from the 20th. It really gives a, a fantastic insight into 
different cultures, and that's that's already started. Oh no, no, it starts tomorrow, and then that runs till the fourth of November. And the Havana Glasgow Film Festival is also on, and there's some su- super events, not just films, uh, films down the GFT, but the CCE, which Sorry. mentioned last week's opened again. And one event that I think looks fantastic, it's called Women's Voices in Culture and Politics in Cuba. Mm. And it that, starts on the seventh to the eleventh, is that right? Yes, that's on in November. the eighth. Uh, that's on in the eighth of November. Right. No, no, it's from the seventh. Uh, from the seventh to eleventh, but that particular event is on in the eighth, and Edinburgh University involved in it. So it's a screening. It's about documentary of women's lives in Cuba and then the discussion afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be really... I think a lot of people find that really interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I mean, I did see something related to Cuba and the... Uh, what do you call it? What's the name of that? The thing we watched. Netflix. There was a, there was a, uh, there was a documentary about a music guy that was set in Cuba. It was quite interesting. Lovely. I don't know what it's called. So, I mean, um, there just seems to be a lot happening with regard to... Probably because I'm updating every week, I update the what's on in Glasgow cinema. So I'm updating that every week. But we also come across... Um, you know this thing that was on um, the drama that was on television? You didn't watch it, but it was called The, the Cry. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very successful... So that was made by Tinction the City Films. Mm-hmm. Now they're based in Glasgow. They're they're award-winning in production company. Right. And you know, it's just fantastic that you know this huge, really really tremendously successful um, drama series was created in Glasgow, and there's still so much potential for. For um for filmmakers and um you know in that that whole area of film it's not really that very developed in Scotland it's right. much more developed in Ireland right and but because the scenery is so fantastic you've got all people coming I mean there's this new the, the new one of course about um Robert the Bruce oh, that's, of course, that's starting at Outlaw King so that's starting. That's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, we've seen it. A wee bit of it. What was that one? Was that Jonathan Ross? Or was it Graham Norton? We've seen a wee clip of it. They did. Um, and the wee clip was set in Glasgow University's cloisters. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We recognised yeah. it right away. I think it was Graham Norton because the team not had a couple of the people on that are in it. Yeah, it somebody was in it. Yeah. It was Chris Pike. Because yeah. remember, because he's in it, and remember they were talking about Scottish accent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So it was on. It was on in Graham Norton, and that's right. I remember seeing the cloisters now. So a lot of it's short. So um, and there's something something getting filmed in Glasgow uh, right now. Fast and Furious, right. which is a huge big. Yeah, because people are talking about the streets mm-hmm. getting. Closed off. So, uh, social was, media. Was, uh, and um, the, the thinking that this outlaw king, because so much of it is shot in Scotland, that it's great for tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we've mentioned tourism before, and which has just shot up in the last wee while. I can't remember some big number that's increased in the last few years. 
sixty percent or something ridiculous. So this all good. Um, and there was also some there's some joint work done between Glasgow and Glasgow Film Festival and Dublin Film Festival. Right. So they took films over to Dublin. Anyway, I love all this. You know, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about the the emergent film the, the, yeah, uh, industry in Glasgow mm-hmm. in Scotland. So, so okay. um, what else have I been up to? Oh yeah, I um, I went to for lunch at my friend Samina's house, and and Gillian was there. That's two of the women that are involved in the Ten Writers Project. So we're starting to sort of get our heads around what could maybe we could be doing next yep. with Ten Writers. So quite exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, Samina. Samina is from Pakistan and she had asked me um, if one of her friends who is a poet if I could feature um, some of his work on the website mm-hmm. because there's lots lots of writers on the website and lots of um, poetry from all different sources and but I hadn't realised uh, you know I, I said sure sure I, I knew that when it was Samina that was telling me that it was going to be somebody that whose work was very good and everything but I hadn't realised it was so kind of widely published in, in many countries mm-hmm. and very prestigious. His name's Rizwan Akhtar. Mm-hmm. So um, the, 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 his, his, his publication is called Lahore, I Am Coming. And a couple of, so there's a couple of really lovely poems from that. So they're already on the website? Also on the website. And it's, it's really, it's a, if anybody's interested in poetry, it's, it's really absolutely lovely. R I Z W A N E K H T A R. Yeah. Rizwan. Rizwan Akhtar. Yeah. Um, yes, it's fabulous, actually. Fabulous. I mean, I'm not the um, kind of person that's really big in poetry, even though that interested in it, but I, I, those poems were lovely. They're really very, very good. I mean, I'm, luck- I'm very lucky with the content. A lot of the content on the website, I'm just so lucky people want to contribute. Because mm-hmm. I got um, also this week from Bob Law, who's the guy who's a photographer. He's also very interesting. He goes walking and cycling throughout Scotland. Right. And um, so he just sent me a feature, lovely photographs, and talking about the John Muir Way. Right, okay. And that's over in the east east coast of Scotland, just beyond Edinburgh. I haven't heard of it, I don't think. Well, I had heard of it, but I had no idea where it was. Right. And then the thing is, when he's sending me these beautiful photographs, I'm thinking, I've never been there. It's in Dunbar. Right. It's round past Dunbar. It's a beautiful something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because yeah. it can't be that far. Yeah. And beautiful beach and right. um, harbour. I mean, it's just absolutely lovely. So... Um, so I was very pleased to. Um, I love you know when, when people send me these, um, you know these things that I can. Um, it's fantastic content for the mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. and people like to have an outlet. Absolutely. So, so that was nice to get that. I'll just give a, a wee shout out again for um, the heart for art's sake. It's on at the store. It's going to start up from the 9th to the 12th so that's a fundraiser in the 
store interiors at Anisland. Mm-hmm. So they've got loads of, we went, remember before? Yeah. And it's got a massive amount of art um, for sale and, you know, even people just want to really go and have a look, it's lovely. So, and Jim, um, you've been doing quite a lot of stuff, haven't you? You've had different people up at the house and... Yeah, I had another visitor on Wednesday, which uh, was Martha L. Healy, who's an Americana stroke country singer, artiste, singer-songwriter. And she's just put out her second full-length album. And, uh, I mean, incredibly talented girl, unbelievably great singer. She was uh, on in Glasgow Festival of America. Yeah, yeah, and she's on tour at the moment because she's on tour promoting her, her new record. So she took some time out to come and talk to me about her songwriting, which was really interesting. I had a really great chat with her. Uh, and then she sang as well. And then she sang a, so- sang a song at the end of the interview. I gave her one of my guitars. And <laughs> she didn't like the first one, did she? She didn't, no. I have a wee parlour guitar, which was a bit too sharp for her. So she, she fancied the other one, which was a Moon guitar, which was interesting because she knows Jimmy Moon. Jimmy Moon's the guy who makes guitars over on the south side. Mm-hmm. Uh, which led to me talking about how I had, uh, well I didn't want to take up a lot of time so I didn't really tell her the full story but I had uh, recorded a song with Jimmy Moon and the Moonshiners a few years ago. What was that song? Uh, it was called Beneath the Scottish Skies. Oh yeah I remember it now. Yeah. Which I haven't listened to for a couple of years, it's, it's quite a good fun I've song. I've listened to that recently, it's Did on... You? It's on um, it's on, well, it's on the, the internet, um, right. where did I get it? What's that thing? Reverbination. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a good fun song. Yeah, so we chatted and, uh, you know, she was telling me about her trip to Nashville. She went to Nashville to record her new album. She was over there for three months. What an adventure that is. Uh, yeah, we were talking to um, the other guy from Nashville recently, Woody Pines. Oh, that's right, of course, that's right. Maybe yeah. Yoko. Yeah, absolutely. But remember when you, you, you made that song and you went to Jimmy Moon's house. That's the one I... That's and, the, and then you weren't... It, it, it kind of wasn't going well at first? Yeah, well, I didn't tell the story, but, but the basic story is that I'm known for the hats that I wear, you know, if I'm... I like hats. And uh, if I'm ever performing, I've always got a nice hat on. Uh, so I went over there to record a song with... With, with the, the Moonshiners? With the Moonshiners, and it was in Jimmy Moon's house, because he no, he's not got a studio as such, he's just got recording equipment, so we were recording in his front room. Uh, and I turned up without a hat on, mm-hmm. which they found, I don't know, kind of weird. Uh, so we were trying to get this song together. I had sent, sent them the song previously, and they had and I, I think I hadn't fully written it when I first sent them the, the first uh, run-through of it. There was bits that I hadn't done, so I, so I sent them, I suppose, in... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Instalments. <laughs> I sent them the song in instalments. But little known to me was that they'd put the bits together in a, in a different order <laughs> from which I, from what I'd kind of intended it to be. So we had a wee uh, rehearsal to be done before we could start. And we were really struggling to, to get through it from start to finish. Anybody that's ever done any recording will know it's, it, can be, it can be quite a stressful thing to do and you, what's easy to do without the tape running is, is very difficult to do when it's running. So we weren't really getting it together 
and the guy who who's plays the banjo. It's Phil Phil Sarkowski. Phil okay. Sarkowski, is that his name? I'm I can't sure remember. That's his right surname, but it's been right. Phil. He says, "Well, the problem is, Jim, you don't have a hat on. Uh, if you had that, if you came in your hat, we'd be doing this <laughs> no problem whatsoever." And Jimmy Boone says, "Well, I've got a hand house somewhere. It's it's a." Uh, he brought it out, and it was a fez. It was a fez, as in, you know, what's the comedian's name? Just like that. Jim Cooper. Uh, Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper. It was like a Tommy Cooper fez. So he went and dug up this fez, brought it, gave it to me. I put it on my head, and it was the next take was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, I don't have any photographs, so that we should have taken oh, some photographs. <laughs> so that's my wee it's story. So Phil um, Sikersky. Sikersky, right. And yeah, you, were down, um, you were down recording in the studio this week as well, the, the, is it the Red Eye? Oh, that, well, we weren't recording, it was rehearsing because, rehearsing, because yeah. the Burpitt Brothers are playing a gig on the 3rd of November in the basement barn, the uh, Tenants Basement Barn in Byers Road. So yeah. we need to do a wee bit of rehearsing, so we went down to Clay Banks, Red Eye Studios. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, Marco Ray that runs that. Uh-huh, maybe yeah. along with other people. It's funny because every time I go in there, uh, and we don't go in that often, you know, because I always see people in there that, that I remember from like 30 years ago when I used to go and rehearse. <laughs> it's the same folk that are turning up every week. Good for them, <laughs> that's They probably seen me and thought the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. So... Anyway, what have we got next? Um, you have to ask me what one of my favourite places is. Alright, okay. What's your favourite West End place, Pat? This for this week? Well, I've, I'll have mentioned it before. I'll have mentioned Oren Moore before. Alright, okay. But um, Oren Moore is the big church at the top of Bars Road, which is the centre of the West End. And um, it's Colin Beatty is the owner and he recreated this kind of arts restaurant um, pub. There's so much goes on in there, yeah. like, you know, um, theatre, is it lunchtime theatre, play Pine Pint, and lots of gigs. We've been to loads of gigs there. Mm-hmm. You've performed there. Mm-hmm. And um, it really is quite spectacular. Now, I was there today. I went with my old boss from... Glasgow Caledonian kind of meet Richard about once or twice a year for a catch up and we went to see Play Pine Pint mm-hmm. so that's the lunchtime theatre that's on just lasts for an hour it's downstairs and you get to um, see the play and you get a pie and a drink so today it was the play that was on this week is called King Keech and it was by Louise Welsh, mm-hmm. who's the professor of creative writing yeah. and well-known novelist. So that was on. It was hilarious. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, I've not got the best sense of humour for all these things, but it really was totally daft, and um, but it was a kind of fable, and um, had a kind of <laughs> moral, but it was a sort of moral tale. And um, the actors were amazing. I mean, especially the, the main actor, who was King Keith. I mean, some of his, it was like, um, you know, monologues. Mm-hmm. And were so long and 
vast. I don't know how he did it. I mean, it was really miraculous. Is it the same folk that, that do these plays all the time? Is it the same no, company no, or is it no, new, no, new it's people? The people at different... Um, I don't mean the people that directors, write it. Directors, right, no, right. no, it's different, different, different actors, different, actors, different actors. every week. Right, right. Every week it's a different one. Right, it's different crew. And then, and then they have this huge, pan- they have a, a, a summer pantomime. Right. And then the pantomime for Christmas is already sold out. Right. You know, it's so, so popular. Right. I mean, every, I've never, ever been there. It's just always full. Right. Well, people, okay. um, people absolutely love it. So, but Autumn Moor is in itself a spectacular place. And um, I love particularly the um, auditorium, which is at the top. Yeah, and the that's ceiling and all that. Where um, Alistair Gray. Yeah, I did his, that. His Alistair is just, well, he's a wonderful writer and um, wrote the fabulous um, Lanark, but he's also a very gifted um, artist. And I mean, we went to his, um, his exhibition in. Kelvin Grove. Yeah, we did. I think it was that just last year or the year before. A couple of years ago, I think. And it was it was great. We got that wee print up in the wall. That's right. Yeah. And um, so the if anybody ever go, because I think a lot of people haven't actually seen, they don't appreciate because again it's a nice bar. It's a nice bar, and um, downstairs in the venue is quite is quite a good. Is it called a venue? Oh, it's called a venue, isn't it? I don't and it's, um, so it's quite a good space for a, a gig yeah, and like so it. on. But the auditorium is at the very top. There's loads of weddings and things in there. But unless people have maybe been to a wedding, they won't see it. But I would say to anyone, if you're in Oren Moor, especially if you're thinking yourself of having, having an event, but if you're in Oren Moor, just ask if you could go up and have a peep at it mm-hmm. because it is extraordinary. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, that ceiling that you know Alistair Gray painted with help from other people, yeah. but he designed it all. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like the galaxy, isn't it? Yeah, right? well, it's his uh, Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sistine Chapel ceiling. It's and his version. Colours, of it. I don't mean that. The, the subject matter mm-hmm. or the style. I just mm-hmm. mean the idea of having a big painting on the ceiling. It's just fantastic. It's painted other parts as well. In fact, when you go in the door. Um, there's a painting there, a sort of dragon or something, because I remember speaking to Alistair when he was doing that, and he gave me the paint brush for a minute and let me do a wee tiny All right, OK, well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. But, um, yeah, yeah, we definitely... Um, so it was... It was we went, Richard and I went for a cup of tea afterwards, after the... He loved it, after the show, and he... You know, he was saying that he, just, he, he didn't really know... No, Alistair, but Alistair had stopped him one day for a chat because he's so friendly. Yeah. And he said, I don't know if he thought it was somebody else, but um, he was blethering away and he's so eccentric yeah. and so likeable and gifted. He is a genius. He is a genius, So So anyway, Doran Moore and, and I guess Alistair, that'd be my favourite. Okay. Thanks, I was thinking as you were telling me that we use Welsh. Uh, wrote this play I picked up one of your Muriel Sparks the other day, the other day. I was in the bath mm. and uh, I thought how oh, will you read this given that you've been telling me to read Muriel Spark but it's not my cup of tea I read a bit of it and I thought no I don't think I can read this <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you don't like fiction Jim? 
Well, I've, I've read fiction in the past and I've liked it. Oh, you've probably read any fiction. But the like point it. I was going to make was it was Zoe Strachan that wrote the foreword. I enjoyed the foreword. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Zoe and Louise wrote the foreword for us for 10 writers. That's right, Sorry, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No, that, that, that book was set in an old people's home. And it was, uh, which I'm sure, I mean, obviously, it's, a, it's, it's supposed to be a classic, so, so I'm no judge, but. Uh, yeah, I like I read Muriel. A bit of it. I like Muriel Spark. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's us reached the end of our wee. Uh, Fab. Yeah, that's right. Our our podcast yeah. episode. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all the next time. Catch you. Bye. Thanks, Pat. Bye. Thanks, Jim. That ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. I hope you enjoyed our. Uh, be back in further discussion there and I'll catch you all the next time bye for now